This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness, and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. If you've been with us, you know we're talking about a very important subject. Actually, there's really three uh, wrapped up together, Junie. It's the love of God. It's newness of life. And it's living for your sake or for the sake of the name of the Lord. We've shown this throughout the week. We started by talking about John fifteen thirteen, which says, Greater love has no man than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. And we're talking about not just laying down our lives, but living for the sake of others, primarily living for the sake of God, living as God himself says over and over Many of his actions were done for his namesake, to maintain that name. We spoke out of 1 Samuel, Psalm 106. We showed examples in Ezekiel and Daniel. And in Daniel, Junie, was a decisive turn, I believe, in the teaching in that Daniel pointed out that the name of the Lord was upon those who know him. So we need to act on his behalf because wherever we go, we are representations of the living God and we need to be living for his sake. So we covered a lot of old covenant um, testimonies and scriptures, Junie. Maybe we can now look at the importance of it in the New Testament as well. And you know, Shelley, so many times we don't go to the foundation of where the word um, was birthed from that everything in the New Testament really comes from the foundation of the words in the Old Covenant that Jesus didn't come to abolish the law but to fulfill it. And in his fulfilling the law when he lives within us, then by the power of the Holy Spirit, which he sent to those who love him, then we too can live abide and follow the words of Jesus and his life will be the life in us and through us when we yield our life and our heart to him. And Junie, as we talk about this throughout the week, I just see if we are living and doing and being for the sake of the glorious name of the Messiah, it removes all the selfishness. In other words, our salvation is not just God and me. It's God and me, which gives the foundation for living another entirely different lifestyle. So let's look. Actually, we can go right into the Beatitudes, into the Sermon on the Mount. When we look at Matthew chapter 5, go with us to verse 11 and 12. Matthew 5, 11 and 12. Blessed are you when men cast insults at you 
and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely. For my sake, rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So if we are living that righteous life, the life of the kingdom, we're going to be persecuted, but it's not because of our acting foolishly. It's our, it's because we are representing Jesus, and we're going to suffer for the name of the Lord. And you know, when that happens, Shelley, the Lord's word says, Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. And it's not a natural reaction when you love or when you give or when you desire to do what's right in the sight of the Lord and you're persecuted for it, the natural reaction is to shrink back. The natural reaction is to try to make whatever looks wrong right. And the Lord just simply says, rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. And why? Why should we rejoice and be glad? We read this in verses 13 14 and 15, the Lord says to us, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has become tasteless, how will it be made salty again? It is good for nothing, anything more except to be thrown out and for men to trample underfoot. So really, if you search your heart and you've done all that you know to do in your life with a person in a situation to act rightly. Don't let the salt that God has put within you uh, be trampled on. In other words, stand for truth, stand for righteousness, stand for justice, do what's right in the sight of the Lord. In verse 14, it says, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So just know that the light of the world lives in you and that light cannot be hidden. Nor do men light a lamp and put it under the peck measure, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So if your life is walking with the Lord, loving the Lord, laying down your life for him and for those around you, and you are being persecuted and insulted and everything you do is taken wrong, rejoice and be glad for great is your reward in heaven. And from my own experience, I want to encourage every listener, never give up. God is greater than your circumstance. He's greater than those who persecute you. And you have the right, according to uh, Isaiah, to, um, to bring condemnation on them. But I want to encourage you not to to bless them as Jesus encouraged you to, to pray for your enemies and to love your enemies. And if ever someone comes to you and they're thirsty or they're hungry and they've insulted you or they've turned against you, I want to encourage you, give them a drink or give them food for great is your reward in heaven. You know, when you spoke about uh, salt and light, Junie, it really is a picture of living for somebody else's sake, living for the Lord's sake, because all you're doing is dispensing. You're doing something for others, and that's the way we should be living as believers, primarily doing things for the sake of the name of our God. And you know, salt in of itself doesn't have a taste. 
But like you said, when we dispense salt on meat or on, um, I think of corn on the cob or um, any kind of vegetable or any food, what it does is it brings out the flavor of what we're salting. So if someone's heart is not with the Lord, if someone's heart is hidden in sin, if there are things that are not right and we dispense salt we might not even have to mention the name of the Lord. You know, as a Jewish believer, I can't mention the name of the Lord around my brother or around a lot of my relatives or even old friends who are Jewish. But you know, the Lord is alive within me. And so what is in their heart will will come out. In other words, if somebody gnashes their teeth at you and you're loving them, just know it's because you're dispensing the life of the Lord and that's what they would do to Jesus. And that's what Jesus meant when he said, whatsoever you do to the least of my brethren, you have done this unto me. So with that understanding, I want to encourage any listener who is ready to give up on Jesus or ready to just go back to the world and eat, drink, and be merry because it's too painful. Keep walking and keep dispensing that salt and that light and great will your reward be in heaven. And that's what it means to be living for his sake. Uh, let's also continue on in Matthew chapter 19, verse 20, excuse me, verse 29. This is, taught, this is a powerful scripture. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or farms for my namesake shall receive many times as much and shall inherit eternal life. This is a powerful verse, and I pray that we could be God's people, especially in this day and age when there seems to be darkness all around us, that we could be living not for our own gratification, but living for the sake of the Lord. And you know, Shelley, in all life, the Lord called you. He called us to leave our home and uh, for you to leave your job and all that we knew, and he called us to a new life when we lived on the farm in northern Minnesota. And I just want to, for the name of the Lord and his sake, just speak of the faithfulness of how he has been to you and to me, to our children, that he has always provided for us, he has always clothed us and fed us, as a matter of fact, someone within the ministry had said to me, now you're coming into the real world when we were moving to Phoenix. But you know, these past 23 years, the Lord has given us homes. The Lord has given us um, uh, food and clothing. The Lord has given us education and uh, money to educate our children when we didn't even have the funds to do it. And wherever he wanted to send us, he gave us the facility, whether it was through money or sovereignly, he provided. And so I just want to encourage, again, any listener, if God asked you to do something and you can't see how that can be accomplished, I just want to speak of the Lord's faithfulness when you're living for him and not for yourself, that God will meet you in every area of your life. 
You know, Junie, it makes me think perhaps I can give a little commercial that you just wrote a book called The God Who Answers by Fire. And if you listen to the close of the program, um, you could write to us and we'd be, uh, you could send us an email and this book would really be a blessing. And this is not saying that Junie and I have accomplished some great thing, but it's really a picture of how we should be living. All right. And we all know as we come to close this program that Paul was the greatest apostle, and Paul's life is an example for all of us. And look what it says in Acts chapter 9. If you have your Bible, turn with me to Acts chapter 9, beginning at verse, um, where are we? Acts nine fifteen and 16. The Lord is speaking to Ananias, who is going to go to Paul. And the word says, But the Lord said to him, Go, For he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and sons of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So we have to put aside our life and live for the life of the Lord. This is basic living in the Messiah. And if we are not walking correctly, we're going to entail trouble for ourselves because of our failure to obey the Lord. But When we obey the word of the Lord, when we live for his sake, there will be trouble. But we have God on our side to take us through these situations. But that will cause us to be the salt and the light that God calls us to be. And that will cause us to be an effective witness with our sole purpose in in bringing glory to the name of the Lord. So, Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that you are calling us to live for your sake and for the sake of your name, that instead of shame, we could bring glory to your name and be an effective witness in the earth today to both Jew and Gentile alike. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.